Therefore, we feel it most appropriate to offer two interlinked stories as a prelude to this symposium. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to invite and uh, for you to welcome actor, storyteller and broadcaster, Nuala Hayes. Thank you, Fia. Uh, Dee Eve, it's very nice to be here. A few short stories. Taster. There was once a young man who fell in love with the truth. He travelled the world searching for her. He climbed up to the top of mountains and deep into valleys, but she eluded him. Eventually, he caught up with her in a forest, in a clearing. She was old and stooped, with long grey hair and bosoms easing towards the earth. But her eyes were sharp and intelligent. He went to her and he asked her if he could spend some time with her. He, he pledged himself to her. He said he wanted to learn all she knew, all her wisdom, all about truth. And he said he'd help her in her work. He'd collect wood for her fire. He'd bring water from the well. He'd dig her garden. He'd plant her seeds. He'd harvest her crops. He just wanted to be with her. And so she agreed. And he stayed with her for quite some while. But one morning, maybe after a a bad dream. He woke up with a great longing to have a child. He wanted to become a father. So he went to her and he asked her, would she relieve him of his promise? Would she let him go? She thought for a while and then she said, yes, you can go, but on one condition, you must tell them that I am young and that I'm beautiful. The truth. Here's another one. <laughs> this is from the Middle Eastern tradition. Truth and story were walking along the road. Truth was serious and intense. Story was open-faced, smiling, chatting and laughing with everyone. She wore loose, brightly coloured, comfortable clothes, sparkling rings, bracelets jangling. And when she came into a room, everybody wanted to talk to her. Everybody wanted to spend time with her. They invited her to their houses. They shared their stories with her. They just wanted to be in her presence. Truth was complaining. Nobody wants to talk to me. Nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Everybody wants to stay in their own comfortable little houses. Nobody wants to know the naked truth. Story looked at truth. And for the first time, she noticed she was half naked. Her clothes were ragged and torn. Her feet were filthy. Her hair was dank and plastered against her head. She has scars on her face and she shivered and itched and scratched at scars that wouldn't heal. And she said to her, come over here. Come in under my coat and I'll protect you. 
and she wrapped her large, voluminous cloak around the truth. And that's why, to this day, they say, wherever you have a story, you'll find the truth hidden under her cloak. <laughs> and there was a well below the sea, and the nine hazels of wisdom grew there, and their leaves and their blossoms broke in the same hour and fell in a shower that raised a purple wave. And the five salmon that were waiting there ate the nuts, and their scales glowed brighter with their magic. And then they swam to the seven rivers of wisdom which sprung up from the well. Anyone who ate the flesh of that salmon would devour all the knowledge of the world. That was the story, how it was told in a hundred firelit homes, the smuggling in of myth. And those words are the words of Lady Gregory, who was founder of this theatre. And as you know, she was a great collector of stories and folklore, as were the other two founders, John Singh and W.B. Yeats. Lady Gregory was very respectful of the stories. The other artists, they fashioned the stories to their own ends, to their own art. So I'd just like to finish up with another story, a, a different kind of story, but also on this theme of what is the truth. And this story was fashioned by a group of scientists, rational thinkers, and they were working on a, a serious project together over a long period of time, staying in the same place. And they decided, maybe in their downtime, to relax. They wondered whether they could create a folk tale that would serve their ends. And this is the story they created. There was once a man who was very, very successful. He had achieved everything in the world that he wanted. He was rich, he was prosperous, he had prestige, and he had power. Maybe in the Irish context you might think, say, Dennis O'Brien or... Who's that fellow who runs Ryanair? What's this, his name is? Michael O'Leary, of course. How could I forget? Anyway, that kind of man had it all, but he was not satisfied. He did not have the one thing, the truth. And so he decided he was getting on. He had achieved everything in his life. He decided he would sell everything. Oh, he looked after his family, of course. He gave them enough money so that they and their seven generations would never be poor. And so he set off traveling the world in search of the truth. And because he had influence and power, he met all the people of wisdom that he, he could be introduced to. He went to visit the Pope, he met the Dalai Lama, uh, people of power, maybe Obama, maybe Aung San Suu Kyi, people like that, maybe even Mary Robinson. But still, he felt he hadn't achieved what he was looking for. And now he was getting old, his money was all gone, and he was kind of disappointed. And then he met somebody who said to him, you're looking in the wrong place. See that mountain yonder, climb to the top of it. Nature, up there, you'll find what you're looking for. So he had nothing to lose, started climbing up the mountain. Remember, he's old and tired, struggles up to the top of the mountain, and... <laughs> 
took a while to get to the top. He saw another ridge and another, and then he saw a cave, and he was relieved he was there. And sure enough, on the top of the mountain, there was a young woman sitting in a yoga position, smiling beatifically. And when she heard him, she opened her eyes and asked him why he had come. He wasn't invited. And he told her, he said, I'm searching for the truth. I believe you can help me. She nodded in the way that people have the answer do. He waited. Please, he said, can you help me? This is my last hope. And then she said, in a high, vibrant voice, the truth is a flower. What, he said? The truth is a flower for fuck's sake. You, I, I've spent all my money, I have nothing left, and you tell me the truth is a flower. I'm sick of this. And he disappeared down the mountain, away, away. And from the distance, he heard her voice speak out in clearly as a bell. You mean, it's not a flower. Thank you.